Welcome to The Nine Line, your news and information source for healthcare-related issues impacting Southern Nevada veterans, and a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. And now, here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Hi, welcome to The Nine Line Podcast. I'm your host, John Archiquette, and joining me as always, Joshua Gray. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing great. So, we have a topic that I've never actually been able to address on the podcast. I know you were here with uh, one of our guests before. About we a have, year ago, something like that. A year ago, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm excited to be able to talk <coughs> about this topic. It is, right now, the Healthcare Quality Week. And uh, joining us today, we have Antoinette Preto-Sparkle, and she is the executive of Quality, Safety, and Value. And joining us for the first time is Dottie Grillo, and she is the deputy executive, correct? Yes. Awesome. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. And one thing we were kind of joking around about before the, the show starts was this is the uh, the most New York podcast we've ever done. <laughs> uh, both the ladies are, are born in Queens and raised in Long Island, right? Yes, that's true. So. It's, it's Long Island. you got to say it right. Long that's Island. Right. Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> so and you're, you're, it, it's on Long Island, not in Long Island. That is yeah. true. And there's a joke about that. I, I, I think Seinfeld the, does that joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to go outside of Long Island to get a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> well, that's yeah. like in, in, in when I went to France, they just had onion soup. It's not French onion it's soup. Not French. It's not French. It's there, no. right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. So it's they own the, it. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to get an education on Long Island. Uh, a lot of things. Too, yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, ladies, first thing I want to kind of address is for those who aren't aware, what is QSV? What is QSV? So that's kind of, um, it seems like an easy question, but QSV encompasses quite a few things. So the quality in QSV, what is quality? And of course, um, lots of people have their perception of quality, but in the healthcare industry, we've had to really define how we measure quality so that the consumer can understand what exactly we're measuring and why it's important. So there are uh, quite a few things that we measure in quality um, and I I won't kind of get into every single thing but for example we look at mortality rates that's one thing that we look at we look at infection rates that's something you know that we evaluate and measure and look at and some of the data is reported to external entities um, for example Joint Commission or uh, CMS Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services and some of the data is internal, and, and we look at it internally. Like, for example, the VA has a way of um, comparing v, uh, across the VA on a variety of different measures that may or may not get reported publicly. So quality is, is um, there's a, a big depth and breadth to quality, and that's one piece, metrics. And then we have, of course, we have patient safety. There's a whole book of work under patient safety, um, uh, system redesign and process improvement, accreditation, which involves um, external um, surveys or uh, surveyors coming and evaluating our facility. For example, the Joint Commission, a lot of people have heard of of that particular um, entity that comes and accredits hospitals, Uh, infection prevention. We talked about, again, performance measures. Uh, risk management, um, peer review processes, um, which is uh, an internal process where we uh, review for educational purposes the quality of care provided um, by staff so that we can improve 
Um, so there's just a lot of equality and competence, a lot of different things. It's a big umbrella. And then along with safety and then value is always the one, right? We want to create value for people. We want people to feel like their healthcare provides quality and it's, and they perceive it as being valuable. Um, whether that's a perception for staff, for, you know, the consumer, the patient, the staff, but also looking at, you know, um, fi the financial piece, right? Are we providing the best quality possible with the resources we have, both financially and from an infrastructure standpoint and staffing standpoint and, and that? Well, I mean, so. we kind of have a unique situation compared to a lot of other healthcare systems because, you know, we're stewards of taxpayer money. Right. We have to make sure, and we have to be transparent about that. So we have to make sure that any, you know, anything that we're purchasing, any, any expenditure that we have is not only, you know, directly related to healthcare, but also, you know, prudent and, you know, like a good stewardship of, of taxpayer funds. So yeah, that's, the, exactly. those are all really important aspects. Yes, absolutely. So when, when we do things like we care rounding, right? right? I'm assuming that comes to, to you guys. Yes. So we're involved, of course, patient experience is a part of a perception of care. Um, perception is reality, right, for a lot, for, mo for all of us. Um, so we're involved in looking at the results and the, and the things that come out of We Care Rounding so we can evaluate where our strengths and opportunities are um, to, to follow up and improve in those perceptions. And sometimes, you know, we do everything we can to provide a positive experience, but unfortunately, you know, we, we do have sometimes people are just not satisfied. And so um, we have to evaluate that and look at that and see, are there opportunities? And if so, did we do everything we could? So if a, if a veteran takes that We Care survey, right? Uh -huh. Somebody's walking around, veteran's hanging out, takes that, that We Care survey. You know, a lot of times people do, whenever it's any kind of survey, people take a survey and go, ah, it's not gonna matter, right? So, so how, does, uh, how, how do we tell that veteran that the one survey they did <laughs> gets aggregated into other information and then ends up in, a, in an actual actual improvement or change or reinforcement right. of something we're doing well. Right. It, it depends too on, uh, so I think from a larger, per, bigger perspective, right, do we follow up with that particular individual? And I think it depends on the, on the concern by the individual. Some of that can be um, funneled to the patient advocates who may follow up with that particular veteran. I would say in general, like if it's just a broad comment about, you know, um, I love my PCM. Yeah. Right. Because right. a lot of times um, we do we care rounding, and that's that's as simple right. as the comment is. So how does right. that get turned into right. a result? Right. It's right. kind of what I'm, I'm wondering. So right. it's just I think so we do have a number of committees in our governance structure that look at this information. Um, we have a patient experience committee that looks at a lot of this information and looks for trends in the data, and then we have work groups that look at these particular. I mean, a compliment's great, right? So we all feel good about those and sometimes people unfortunately sometimes people don't necessarily want to take if everything's going well sometimes the survey is just extra work and unless you have something that like something you really want fixed some people don't feel sometimes that they want to take an extra survey but that committee is charged with really looking at um, the patient experience data from we care rounds and figuring out what the trends are um, how we can improve and, and making sure the appropriate people and stakeholders are involved. Um, I can't say we were able to follow up with every single person that provides comments or feedback, but uh, we do definitely roll that up into more meaningful information to try to make improvements. Is, is it ever frustrating? You talk about 
um, you know, you talk about everybody likes to get a compliment. Sometimes you get something in those, and it's just wait times are too long. But there's right. no, ever no other like information on how to change that. Does that ever get frustrating to like it, it try and parse that out and, and, and make an improvement based off of a very broad yes. negative feedback like that? Right. And so then there's a lot of questions that come from that. Like what wait times? Is there a particular clinic? Is it a particular provider? Is it a particular day? And um, Right. So obviously the more detail and information we have, the easier it is for us to follow up for that particular incident. But then we would also look at the trends overall. The VA has a lot of things that they measure, and one of those is wait time. And they look for wait time for uh, established patients and then new patients in the different areas. And uh, we do identify opportunities, and that's something that um, the uh, group practice managers work with the providers to look at the grids and make adjustments to improve those types of things and sometimes it's a step you know we have either we could have you know maybe we have a shortage in in a particular pack team or we need you know we're recruiting some new providers or we're you know so we just need to identify maybe what the root cause is in uh, but sometimes those uh, generalized statements could be difficult to figure out and hone in what the actual problem is but it's still useful as a data point because somebody has a perception issue a perception with wait time right right right. and then we look at to see how many of those types of complaints for that particular issue we're getting um, is it a one-off? Is it like, you know, is it, again, we look at the trends to see But what's it also happening. leads us to being, the VA being a high reliability organization, right? Because we have the leadership that supports us to come forward and to speak to um, what, what concerns we have. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that's completely wrong. Maybe it's something that we think we can do better. So the staff is very empowered by our mm-hmm. leadership here, and they're very encouraged to come forward and speak about what they feel we can do better. And from that, you look at both the data that we receive from our veteran, and then you look at the data we receive from our staff, and then you start to put together the pieces, and you, you recognize areas that we can improve in. And those are where the work groups mm-hmm. come in and where all the um, different committees that we have, I mean, we, we really report up everything so that there is a lot of accountability in, this, in the VA. Now, we had Mr. Karen on a couple weeks ago, and, and he talked a lot about what it means to, to be a high, re- high reliability organization, um, all those, the, you know, the huddles that we have and, and why it's so important. Um, you know, for, for the, the frontline staff, you know, for the, the nurses working in emergency um, who may not have the time to, to be a part of some of the HRO huddles that we have and things, um, you know, how, how do you stress how important it is to, to provide that feedback? Um, you know, whether it's to their frontline supervisor or up the chain of command. Yes, every every manager, every person in a leadership position speaks about this all the time. Um, as the the quality department, when we go out to the units, to the different areas of the medical center, and we perform tracers, which is following uh, a process from start to end, the staff feel very empowered to speaking to us and explaining to us what they feel we could do better. And from from those those suggestions that they make, it usually takes off, catches fire, and next thing you know, we, we noticed, oh, we could do this better, we could do that better, because everything we do has the veteran at the center. It's always about what we can do better about the, vet- the veteran. And the staff are not worried about getting in trouble because we have that ri- high reliability, that HRO, that we call it. Mm-hmm. So the staff is not concerned that they're going to 
get in trouble or there's going to be any kind of repercussions because there aren't. We're encouraging that. We're looking forward to that. We celebrate that. So we kind of talk about some of the macro level things about our, our patient experience committees and looking at like all the data and the measurables that that you know tell a larger story. Um, but from the, the baseline, from an individual veteran who walks into our hospital, what are some of the things that they can take away knowing that QSV has, has helped their, their care process? So I would say, as far as we ensure that, I, from the quality perspective, we try to ensure, right, that, that every time the veteran has a touch point, they get the right care at the right time, at the right place, at the right cost. And then that's Mr. Karen's pillars of... Um, uh, philosophy at our facility and in order to do that there's a lot of things that go into that um, a big thing that we do in quality is ensuring that we have um, that we're always working behind the scenes to look at trends in data uh, we maintain all of our accreditations and ensure we're always you know, survey ready that we're following all the latest standards and regulations and guidelines that are that we need to to operate the VA has uh, also their own directives and policies that we have to make sure that we're compliant with and um, so those are the things that we do on the back end so although and I you know I would love ideally for every veteran to have a seamless experience and a positive experience and and so they, they feel like, wow, you know, this, I felt really good coming to my appointment and this is great. Uh, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that go into that. Uh, but uh, behind the scenes, we're always looking at uh, the, whole, the whole package, the experience and then data um, and, and um, accreditation and making sure that we have everything in line. Uh, so we have, a, we have a, a great team and quality. We have probably almost almost just under 40 i think when we're fully staffed we have a uh, teams in different areas and quality that ensure that um, from the patient safety perspective the accreditation perspective the performance measure perspective that we are optimized and and doing you know the best we can do for our veterans I mean, you guys do such you know amazing work behind the scenes and a lot of it goes <laughs> kind of unsung because you're not at the front lines of things right right so although like the average veteran may not really know that right because mm -hmm. we're not front-facing in order for the care to be provided at the right place, the right time, the right cost, um, et cetera, that uh, there's people behind the scenes working in all those you know, areas, making sure that things happen uh, appropriately and the, the veteran gets the care that they need. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, thankfully this week is all about recognizing that. You know, Healthcare Quality Week is all about showcasing the stuff that you do. And while people they may not know it every time they walk into the hospital, you know, we have uh, certain ways to celebrate that. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about what Healthcare Quality Week means here. You're listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. We'll be back with more right after this. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and 
we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Mike Richmond of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs with this message for veterans. If you're a veteran having thoughts of suicide or know of a veteran at risk for taking their own life, call the new Veterans Crisis Line number, 988, then press 1. It's available 24-7. This shorter, three-digit number provides an easier-to-remember way to access the Veterans Crisis Line, which links to over 500 VA suicide prevention coordinators. Suicide prevention is VA's top clinical priority, and in the words of VA Secretary Dennis McDonough, during a crisis, every second counts. This new number, he says, makes it easier for veterans and those who care about them to reach life-saving support without having to be enrolled in VA benefits or health care. For more information, go to VeteransCrisisLine.net. That's VeteransCrisisLine.net. I'm Mike Richmond. Welcome back to The Nine Line, Southern Nevada's source for veteran-related health care news and information. Here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Welcome back to the Nine Line Podcast. John and Josh here with Dottie and Antoinette, and we are talking about uh, QSV, Quality, uh, Safety, and Value, and Healthcare Quality Week, and how we're celebrating that here at the VA. So, uh, Antoinette, what kind of events have we had this week for Healthcare Quality Week? So, in addition, the the National VA has had also some quality events um, on their SharePoint. Uh, locally, on Monday, we uh, had lunch with our staff, and uh, and then we also kind of created some ball caps for our staff that say Quest for Superior Veteran Care, so QSV. So those were fun. And uh, we all have, we're in our ball caps for Quality Week. And uh, Wednesday, we had uh, cake for the staff uh, throughout the facility. And before, but before you can get your piece of cake, you had to sign our big board uh, and commit to quality care. So anybody could come, I commit to quality. Uh, we actually had some veterans come by, uh, staff, uh, sign our board, and, and we also uh, provided like a one-pager of what some of the things quality has accomplished in 2023 to distribute while people were you know coming and, and signing the board and, and getting a piece of cake. So uh, we tried to kind of do some fun things this week uh, and, and to just to celebrate quality professionals, our quality professionals, and um, and I think that's about it. That was, you know, kind of what we did so far. What would you say is the thing that you're most proud of that quality's accomplished in 2023? That's tough. That's tough. So I will say one of the things that I'll highlight, and because we're the first in the VA, so I will highlight that one. So we um, have acquired a uh, hand-washing monitoring system for the inpatient areas that kind of tracks and trends uh, hand washing, which is something, a very simple thing, right? We learn like when we're little to wash our hands. Um, So we used to have more kind of a secret shopper method and now we have, there is technology available that'll actually track this information for us, which is very helpful uh, for our, um, uh, just our 
infection prevention measures. Hand washing is a big, a big part of reducing infection, hospital-acquired infections, and transmission among you know staff, uh, staff and patients. So we are the first in the VA to to use this technology. So that's one, I think, a significant. Um, accomplishment for us this year. Uh, there are many. I mean, I, that, that one, you know, comes to mind because we're the first. Whenever I'm the first to do something like, you know, big, uh, so now we have other VAs reaching out to us wanting to know how we went about that um, to, to, you know, to improve, you know, their, their hand washing programs. And hand washing and tracking and monitoring, et cetera, is part, not only part of a comprehensive infection prevention program, but also a requirement and standard to be accredited through the Joint Commission. So these are things that we are required to monitor uh, and audit and make sure that, you know, we're, we're doing the right things. So. That makes me feel a lot more comfortable knowing that there's, <laughs> there's somebody monitoring that. Because yeah. short of putting an alarm next to the bathroom right. door, which, you know, alerts people when people don't wash their hands, which I'm not against, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, that definitely makes makes us, you know, feel a little bit more safe. You know. Right. And, yeah. you know, I always say, in, especially in healthcare, we should we need to use technology to help us do our jobs better. Right. Um, and there's so much great technology out there. And I, I think it's great when we can marry technology to, to something we're doing in, in healthcare. So another event that we just uh, had recently that kind of put QSV uh, in, the, in the public <laughs> face uh, was the Carnival of Quality, Diversity, Equity and Inclusion that just happened, the PI Fair. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that is an amazing activity that we have. Um, that is a brainchild of one of our leaders within quality, Miss Murray. And each year she comes up with a different theme so to really get people involved. So that not only will the staff get involved, but the veterans come down, visitors come in, everyone comes in. But it sounds like a little thing, right? Well, this year's theme, because every year we had a different theme, this started back in 2016 that she came up with these themes. The auditorium gets changed into this incredible theme that she comes up with. Mm -hmm. So this year's theme was the uh, Fortress of Diversity Inclusion. And the reason she came up with that is because if you're a crazy Golden Knight fan like I am, <laughs> you will know that they were the Stanley Cup champions last year, right? Yeah. So she created, and uh, I mean, God bless her husband, he's here creating, I mean, building this fortress in our auditorium. It That's is awesome. the most amazing thing. So we have this big fortress built and inside the fortress, we have, um, you know, the Knights of the Round Table, which is Chance, which is, you know, he's part of the Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. He's their mascot, right? And all the different characters, you know, all the different players have their names with a little Chance on them. So, but the important thing is it draws people in and what they're coming in to see is all the different performance improvements that all the different areas of the medical center have um, achieved this past year. So you could have anything from uh, one of our clinics, uh, our women's clinic, bring in something that they, that they uh, created last year that they improved. Or it could be part of the hospital. It could be anywhere within any one of our satellite buildings. All of these, they all participate in this and they make these amazing uh, boards and they have games and they give candy and they, and they dress up. I mean, it's, it's a whole themed event that runs all day. And then we have winners. We have people that actually were first, second, and third place winners each year. So Antoinette, do you want to speak to the winners for this year? Sure. So our winner this year was um, Acute Care Nursing. And they actually implemented a, another technology 
to help with patients that need some extra attention while they're hospitalized to prevent from falling or pulling out lines or whatnot. Um, so there's something called a telesitter. And so that technology was implemented on the inpatient units to, for patients, to improve patient safety. And that particular project, uh, one, came in first place. So they had a leaning tower of pizza. pizza. They kind <laughs> of, so each um, team, that submits a project or a performance improvement uh, can display their results in whatever kind of format they want to do or theme. And so they did an Italian theme with the leaning tower of Pisa and pasta, and it was cute the way they had it set up. And um, so that was one. The <coughs> excuse me. The second place award was for dialysis, improving patient outcomes and quality of life. And then the third place was uh, Medicom, and that was uh, through radiology. They uh, developed a process to assist with transmission of uh, test results from the community uh, radiology systems to the VA systems, so which is a big, big um, accomplishment. You know, it's so really way important the, for the results providers, come. right? So uh, that that was a big project. So those were the top three, and um, we had probably about 12, 12 projects. Mm -hmm. and, and then educational boards. And educational boards or educational booths. So it's a really nice venue for people to showcase their projects and have people come around and, and you can and they kind of go over the project with you. People can ask questions and it's kind of just a nice forum to, and something that is just unique to, to this, not only this VA, probably unique I, I, to a hospital. I've never really seen anything quite <laughs> like this in my it. entire career. It's <laughs> very, very um, well uh, implemented and orchestrated, and it really uh, pulls in and engages a lot of people. Over 300 not only, people. Yeah, over 300 people. Not only uh, staff, but also veterans. It's in the auditorium, mm -hmm. so anybody walking around can come in and, and look and see what we're doing. Uh, and that kind of leads into the question I was going to ask is, what, what kind of a response do you get to something <laughs> like this? If, you know, a veteran just kind of sees people walking into the auditorium and just kind of wanders in and sees the fortress and info boards and all that. I think he probably like, smelled the popcorn. Uh, that or the popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did have popcorn and treats. and Right, so now there's an opportunity, right, a touch point with our veteran to say, hey, look at all the great things we've done and let me show you, let me show you. But, I mean, what's the general response it's to amazing. something like that? I'm um, looking forward to what is next year's theme it's already. It's always been very positive, and people look forward to it. And we do showcase those projects and poster boards when uh, any we have any of our surveyor, surveys. We like to brag and, and show, like, look at the things we've done. These are the process projects, improvement projects we've, we've done. And... And it's just really a nice way. We're, we're doing performance improvement every day, right? Mm -hmm. We're always thinking of how we can do things better. But this is really a nice venue to celebrate those things and get people together. To share. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the constant improvement and looking at how to make positive changes, you know, we saw for the first time this year we got a five-star rating in our CMS results. And, I mean, that, I think that's proof positive of what you guys are, you know, accomplishing and the things that you guys are working towards and, you know, everyone here in our facility is working towards. Um, but did you guys uh, have anything you want to talk about with the CMS ratings? <laughs> yes, we had Mr. I Karen do. On I do. I know, and I won't, I won't say. I know he probably talked a lot about it. So this is the first time that the VA was um, 
I'm going to say stacked against the community in the overall hospital rating. So this is the first year that they that this has occurred. And so, you know, you're not sure how we're going to stack up. And um, there were five categories. And, um, and so we stacked up. We had five stars out of five stars. So we did great. We're very excited, right? Um, and again, we celebrated with cake. We did we have cake. cake for that event, too. <laughs> What's your snack so. budget like? <laughs> 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 I don't have a snack budget. I wish I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, the can we go through the canteen and and they uh, are able to orchestrate that for us. But um, but yeah, so we were very excited about that. And um, and of course, like it doesn't mean we're perfect and that you know we don't need to. We're done. You know, you're never done in quality. It just means that on the things we're measured on and as compared to the community, we've got we have five stars. And that's great. And we just keep moving forward. And it makes you to feel really good. Because yeah. you know you're doing mm -hmm. the right thing by mm -hmm. our veterans. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You mentioned earlier um, when we were offline, um, you know, in the six years you've been here, you've seen the, the transparency here mm -hmm. at the facility really mm -hmm. grow. And, mm -hmm. you know, do you think that kind of ties into why we perform so well in these metrics when compared to the civilian market? I think the, the transparency and, and, and moving our culture more towards HRO and engaging staff and, and you know, having and, and wanting people to speak up. That's a big part of, of having a safety culture and being an HRO. Sure, that helps because if, if I can't depend on my staff to speak up, if something is, is not going appropriately, right? And just think of like if you're in the OR and you're an OR nurse and you say, yeah, someone didn't wash their hands. Should I say something like I, I want to be in a culture where, yes, absolutely, you know, and there's no retaliation or repercussions. We have to be able to keep each other, you know, moving in the right direction so we can provide the best care. So absolutely. Well, you also want people to notice that changes are being made, right? Yes. Like if you improve yes. a process and nobody's noticed it, then did it really then it improve? Doesn't, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's all part of like, and, and the great example that we do here is the PI fair. Like all, we do oh, so yeah. many things, right? But who knows about them? Except maybe your specific service, if it happened in your service, mm -hmm. or if you're in quality where we hear a lot of this stuff. How do you push that information out to staff so that they feel like, wow, good things are happening? Because we all tend to kind of be in our silos sometimes. And, and so how, how do people get exposed to the bigger picture? And we do a lot of good things here with that. We have um, a quality navigator newsletter that... Um, Medical uh, public affairs and medical media help us publish every month. It has articles on HRO, system redesign, patient safety, sale, um, and so ha we really need to right get that information to the front line, and um, and that's how they the staff when they see or hear of a project that some other area did, it gives them ideas of what they can do to improve care in their area. So it's always building. We're always building on one another. And just sharing of that information uh, is just, it just really helps us shine. It really helps us figure out, you know, what's next? What can we do better? Because we may be doing something great, but we can even do it better. Mm -hmm. And you know, we appreciate all the information you guys pass out. It, we do the HRO <laughs> huddles, and you guys are, yes. are sharing all the positive <laughs> news stories and things like that. It, you know, it really helps to... Um, you know, showcase some of the things that other services are doing and kind of bring it to light. So I know from a communication standpoint, I'm always very appreciative of that. Yes. Um, so as we uh, draw this to a close, is there anything else you wanted to talk about with Healthcare Quality Week or QSV? 
Well, I'm, I'm very thankful um, for my staff and for the leadership here uh, who have invested in uh, a solid, you know, the, uh, the resources to have a solid quality department to focus on these things. And, you know, at the end of the day, the veteran comes first, the patient comes first. And I feel, you know, like I said, we're never done. We're always striving. We're striving to get better and better and better. We want to be the, the facility where people come ask us how we did that, right? So. Um, so, and, and I, you know, that my staff know, like, I'm always like, okay, that's good. You met the goal, but okay, how are we going to do better next time? Like the bar keeps going higher and higher when you're just in quality. You have to think like that because, um, there is really no end point to improvement. So, so I've only been here nine months, <laughs> but, um, it is refreshing and exciting to work in a place where, I'm giving back every day and it's being appreciated and it's being recognized and I'm really making a difference and when I think of some of the things that our veterans have gone through to be able to do something even if it's in the background even if nobody sees it I know I'm doing it and I know I'm giving mm -hmm. back to them so at the end of the day that's the best feeling in the world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you ladies for doing what you do and, and thank you for joining us for the podcast this week we greatly appreciate it Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we get going, I do want to make two quick announcements um, for events coming up. We have on October 24th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We'll have uh, the National Caregivers Month uh, caregiver event. So if you're uh, involved with uh, any of our veteran caregiver programs, um, we'll have a uh, door prizes, refreshments, and uh, massages. From oh. what uh, Sherry Shalika was saying last, no, massages. last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I have to remember that for next year for Quality Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you're involved in that program, make sure you take advantage of that. And, of course, for everyone out there, um, the Veterans Car Show and Barbecue is back. Uh, our first year back wow. since the pandemic, so four years now. Um, really looking forward to that. We have Last time we had a couple hundred cars out there in the parking lot, some really cool, um, you know, obviously... The, the free food was always nice, and this is open to anyone in the public. So this is from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. on Friday, November 10th. So come on out, and this is, of course, at the North Las Vegas VA Medical Center. It's important to note it's a Friday because it's always traditionally been on Saturday. Saturday, that's right? true. Yeah. So that's true. need to make sure, you know, we're going to, we're gonna on the 11th, I want to come up here and see how many people, you know, show <laughs> up and, like, where's yeah. the burgers? <laughs> it's like, they were yesterday, man. You missed it. <laughs> yeah, so looking forward to that, and hopefully we'll see uh, some cool cars and some good food. So uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we will be back in two weeks. You've been listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. For more information about what the VA is doing for Nevada's veterans, check out our official webpage at www.lasvegas.va.gov, or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash lasvegasva. Thanks for listening.